Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. This is the show where I speak to employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from super PACs to megachurches. Each week, I strive to learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfell, and I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest is a youth-facing representative at Wizard Town, USA, the interactive theme park for fans of the popular Wizard Town young adult novels. In her role there, she portrays Lady Wellsmith, the tough headmistress with the heart of gold. When she's not casting spells on young children, she has a fight club in her garage every Tuesday night. Please welcome Destiny Glunt. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you uh, for being here, Destiny. Um, it, what a what an exciting thing that you get to bring the Wizard Town books to life every day at work. What's that like? Oh, it's um. Uh, I never really read the books as a kid nor as an adult. There wasn't any sort really? of like a orientation to the stories. So I'm just wow. kind of. So you're kind of picking up the story from people around you at the park in an immersive uh, way. Then you could say that. Yeah, and and so do you actually? What happens? What happens if you are walking around the park and you uh, you do something that's not canon or doesn't go with the books or whatever? Do you get in trouble? Well, let's just say my boss is pretty lenient about those types of things. Well, that's so. And wh- who's who's your direct? Who do you report to? Like, what's the hierarchy over there? Um. Well, I report to the guy who plays the bear. Oh, really? In um forest book. I love the bear. I mean, I, I want to like geek out. Uh, about the, the forest bear with you, but I, I know that you don't know much about the books. So. Yeah, no, nothing at all. Really? Even. Interesting. How do, you, how, do you, how do you answer kids' questions when they come up to you and have questions about the books or whatever? I mostly just kind of toss it right back to them. Kid will come up, they'll be like, can I take a picture with you, lady? Yeah. What, what's even... Who knows? Lady Wellsmith was the knows, Lady Wellsmith. Is that the character I play? Yeah, yeah. They'll come up to me, they'll say, can I take a picture with you, Lady Wellsmith? And uh-huh. I'll be like... Can you take a picture with me, Lady Wellsmith? Okay. I mean, that seems like an easy question to answer. You know, that's not something you need to know the, the books to answer. Can I take a picture with you? What, what happens when they say, Lady, Lady Wellsmith, in, in book four, when you fell down the magical cliff and found the gemstone, uh, what were you thinking? Like, what, what, how do you answer a question? Because like, I really, I personally want to know that. But like, what would you say if I were a kid oh, and I came there and yeah. I, I asked you that? Um, I tell them that the the character um, Lady Wellsmith is not uh, real, and I am not her, and oh. so I don't know. Wow, the there answer. really are no rules to working at this amusement park. Your your boss, the bear, doesn't get angry when you say when you tell children it's not it's not real. No, I mean he's he doesn't even really know. He's out in the uh, in the in the forest town. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, which is kind of. Uh, really just an overgrown parking lot when you really think about it but when you think about spells, it yeah he, he, there's not a lot of like design in that area of the park it's kind of a uh, off the beaten path as it were yeah right? no right. i'm 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 lucky to be in the more uh, built up area of the park you know they've right. got some sort of like a uh, big castle thing going yeah. for me um mm-hmm. sometimes i'll go lock myself in the tower really mm-hmm. okay interesting yeah and i'll uh, i'll yell out the window uh that i'm in trouble and what happens when you do that? Oh, the kids are just overjoyed. But then when I uh, ultimately do not come down, right, that's when right. things get a little tough. And so you you have absolutely no knowledge of that of the pivotal point in book four when Lady Wellsmith actually gets locked in the tower and can't get out. You, you don't know that that's actually a really key point in the books. Did you know that? I didn't know there were four books, Dan. Well, there's there are actually seven. But wow, that's sometimes you stumble upon it by accident, I suppose. 
Yeah, I mean, well, now that I know that that happens in the storybooks, I, uh, I, I guess I won't be doing it anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. It seems like you're you're not retaining a lot of this information. You're picking it up from your coworkers, I'm assuming, and around the park and from kids. But you're not you're not particularly interested in committing it to your long term memory. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. Uh, and why is that? Do you think? Well, um, I uh, signed up for this internship program in 2004, and um, they actually they actually uh, dealt me the wrong internship. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you think you would be doing or want to do? Um, I was originally going to be a um, stage manager for uh, Iron Maiden. And, really? Um, okay. They, uh, they mixed my name up with uh, this other girl named Destiny... I can't say the last name, but it rhymes with Glunt, my last name. Okay, gotcha. She gotcha. was going to do the Wizard Town I'm going through internship. the alphabet trying to come up with a, a word that like rhymes with Glunt that yeah, you can't say. Yeah, I can say, tell you if you want. No, it's okay. I'll figure it out, okay. I guess. So you were thinking you were going to be on the road with Iron Maiden. I was, yeah. I was, I actually got the internship. I was going to be on the road with Iron Maiden. And yeah. then they just kind of did a little switcheroo. And since 2004, I've been... Would you say that your refusal to learn anything at all about the seven books is, is, a, is a spiteful move? Oh, absolutely. I see. I see. So you're just, if you're going to put me here, I'm going to stay here for as long as you'll have me and actively sabotage the children's children's experience. Yes. I see. Yeah. I mean, it's what I would have been doing with Iron Maiden, so. Is it? How so? Sabotaging children's experience? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I figured there's, there would have been kids in the crowd and I would have... Um, tweaked the sound system a little bit to just be too loud for their eardrums. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also feel that way when you are at a concert and someone brings a small child. Yeah. And they put headphones over them as if that's going to do any good. And right. Like, leave the, leave I would the have, child I would have right? banned children's headphones uh-huh. at concerts. Oh, and then you would have actively destroyed their eardrums. And then I would have actively destroyed their, actively eardrums. destroyed their eardrums. Correct. I know you, um, you also have like a headmistress office on the park. It's, uh. Well, it was an originally um, set to be the Bat Cave. Oh really? Which okay. is uh, which is why I chose that location for my office. But then uh, you got to choose Lady Wellsmith's office space. Yeah, she's not supposed to have an office. Oh really? Yeah. You know, I really hesitate to tell you this, but she does have an office in the books. Oh Do you my know that? god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> really sorry. This to tell is you that. the worst news. I, I didn't know I was going to be giving you information about your own job that you didn't want. I'm so sorry. I didn't know that either. And honestly, that's not what I came here for. Now I'm going to have to sublet my office. That's, that's where we are. And you know, like I, I I have some questions about uh, some of the complaints that people have about the park, but I, I have a feeling that you're just going to agree with them. Sure. Uh, Hit me. You know, there's a lot of trip, trip advisor reviews that say that the whole thing is just a cash grab, that a lot of the rides are not very exciting. Not to mention the fact that the books themselves came out like two months after the Harry Potter series. So what's your response to that? Like, you know, um, I mean, it is you they were right about that. It is a cash grab in that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about my coworkers, but I'm personally grabbing cash from kids. Oh, how do you do mm. that? Well, you know, um, I sometimes uh, towards the end of my shift, I'll wander over to the gift shop area, uh-huh. which, you know, is just a bunch of stalls. Right, right. People selling, people vending little trinkets. Yeah, they're like, trinkets. like repurposed horse stalls almost with different trinkets in exactly, each one. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of horseshoes. Uh-huh. Oh, they're Horseshoe all, yeah. type uh, they're souvenirs. They're re- repurposing the souvenirs mm-hmm. from when it was a stable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I... Uh, I imagine the kids just have money, cash hanging out of their pockets at that point because the parents have given they money. They do. They get parents. excited about the horseshoe souvenirs mm-hmm. and their parents, you know, these people are rich. They're rich families from... 
I don't know, Illinois. Wow. Wow. And um, they're just yeah. they're just handing out cash to their kids, and they're like, "All right, go nuts!" Right. And I'm I'm there, and I I take advantage. Yeah. Well, that robe does have a lot of pockets. Um, mm. uh, you seem like kind of a you know like you wanted to work for Iron Maiden, and uh, you seem like kind of a you got some cool tattoos there. I noticed. Like, is it hard to play oh, such a like you. buttoned up proper character every day? I mean, I was going to ask if you ever broke character, but I think we've established that you often do that right no yeah i'm never in i'm never in You're character, never in character. yeah okay. yeah because you don't even know what the character is no i have yeah. no idea what the character is yeah, um right. i actually um you mentioned uh is, is it hard to play a buttoned up character my uh, dress is fully unbuttoned at most hours oh of the day oh oh geez and do you do you get uh reprimanded for that at least by the parents or or anything you know the parents they don't love it hmm. but we get the same families coming back here year after year after year and most okay. of them um have kind of just uh grown um numb to the situation okay so they just know that's the lady who dresses as lady wellsmith leaves her robe wide open and tells my children that it, none of it is real and st- actively steals from yeah, us. They just yeah. know that. They're just like, oh, there's, right. there's her, there's that, there's that woman again. Uh, right, right. And you right. go, uh, they, you they kids, you want destiny. your picture taken or what? Wow. And do, and do they, they actually let their children take pictures of you when you're semi nude? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I haven't been and I'm really interested to go, but you know, I'm such a fan of the books. Do you think that being a, a hyper fan of the books, if I went there, I would be it seems like I might be disappointed. Um, You would for sure be disappointed, um, but I don't think that's a reason not to go. Okay. Do you guys have like, you know, they talk about the Disney uh, uh, theme parks having underground tunnels and places for the employees to hang out that are like hidden. Do you have that stuff there? No, but the benefits are wonderful. Are they? What kind of benefits are there? Um, Dental. Oh, okay. So you're never, you're never able to get away there's not even a break room or anything, but you get... No. Do you have uh, regular medical insurance? No. Just dental. Just dental. Okay. So so your teeth are... I mean, they do look great. Your teeth look great. Um, well, folks, my second guest today can fulfill your every material need within minutes. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, we'll be right back. The Corporation is sponsored by Vermont Comedy Club, offering world-class stand-up, improv, and sketch comedy five nights a week. The Comedy Club has a full bar, food menu, and table service, so make a night of it. Vermont Comedy Club is located just downhill from the Flynn Theater on Main Street in Burlington. They also offer classes for adults and camps for kids. For more information, visit vtcomedy.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. We've been talking with Destiny Glunt of Wizard Town, USA. And now I'm going to bring in my second guest of the conversation who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. He's a senior line picker at the Northeast Fulfillment Center of Blaze, the world's largest e-commerce company. As you may know, Blaze Deluxe members can now get half-day shipping, receiving everything from toilet paper to riding lawnmowers direct to their door via high-speed drone. My guest is responsible for packing those goods up for delivery, and in his spare time, he's invented his own Magic the Gathering deck featuring characters from Coen Brothers movies. Please welcome Owen O'Dinkley. Oh, happy to be here, Dean. Thank you very much. Wow, this is a, a, pl- a, pr- a pleasure and a privilege to have you here. So, um, you know, your job when an order comes in is to, you know, pick that item out of an enormous warehouse, get wrap it up and get it ready for a drone flight, right? Yes, that is true. We get our orders via drone uh-huh. and then we have to re-communicate with the drone with okay. the appropriate package. So you, uh, the order comes in also via, you don't have like a, just a, 
a laptop that where the orders no, are coming in. No, they don't trust us with laptops. So each Dean. individual order is brought to you by a drone? Yes. And drone drop right onto your face. What are they dropping? A piece of paper or what's the order look like when they uh, drop well, it? Well, it depends on the order. You see, some of it is an audio tape of somebody screaming at me to go pick up the item and ship it as soon as possible. Okay. Sometimes it is a samaflange. Uh, like like semaphore, is that what you mean? That, that well, it's a little different at Blaze, but the <laughs> idea is the same. It's, it's used, it's derived from the communication that ships used to use when talking to other ships, right. where one flag yeah. means one thing and another flag needs another. Sem but, semaphore, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. then we add a little bit of a tech thing onto it. And, and that it's all galvanized metal. I see. Okay, so it's uh, it's almost like a like a like signaling each other with mirrors or whatever. Exactly. So galvanized metal will exactly. fall from the from the from the high ceiling of the warehouse directly on top of you. Yes. Some in some kind of pattern that you're supposed to recognize as an yes. order. Yes, it is a combination of pattern and sound mm -hmm. that we have been trained to identify. Okay. And it, it directs us to the item that we need to pick up, and wow. it directs us to where it needs to be shipped. You know, it's incredible to me that it's that Blaze has become the world's largest e-commerce company with uh, efficiencies like this. It seems like this would be rather inefficient to drop uh, many different forms of communication on you via drone. But you, you and your team must be just lightning fast at interpreting and executing on these. Yes. Well, you know, not everybody gets to be a line picker, Dean. You see, uh -huh. there's a very strict criteria. And what are what are some of the the qualities that you have that you think got you the job as the senior line picker? Well, now. Now, this is definitely not my first gig picking. I've been a okay. picker for a very long time. What other things have you picked? I've picked cotton. I have picked my nose. I have picked peppers. Okay. I have picked uh, the king and queen of many a homecoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have picked on people. I think uh, we might be getting a little confused here because I was I was I was thinking other jobs where you may have had to collect things and bring them places, but it seems like you've widened that definition to metaphorical and um, and that brings me to my next question. Uh, it it I, I have read some articles that suggest that the environment that you work in has a lot of toxic fumes and chemicals that might might cause some kind of uh, you know brain damage over long periods of well, time. Yes, have you experienced see, any symptoms of that? Uh, well, you know, galvanized metal is expensive, so. Uh -huh. We have a foundry in back to melt it down to recast it for each wow. individual item, and and you Seems know so inefficient, so inefficient. Sometimes <laughs> the fumes that come out of there waft into the warehouse, mm -hmm. and it makes you feel dizzy. Do you ever? But we just call that break time. Do you ever think about the fact that uh, you're using absolute state-of-the-art technology, and that they use drones for the delivery of everything, and yet you have a, a smelting iron in the back, and you're using semaphore flags? It's really spanning the gamut of technology here. Well, you see, I think some of the challenge with the industry today is that people get a little too technical, and they forget about where we came from. Okay. Back in the day. Blaze was a merchant shipping company. Is that so? Yes. Wow. We used to ship tea from Asia to the uh, UK yep. to, mm -hmm. to southern Brazil. I think I've seen some uh, maps of all of the slaves that were, you know, kidnapped along the way. You really, it was really quite a period of history. It is a little bit of a checkered past. Yeah, checkered past. Um, um, don't feel shy here over here, uh, Destiny, if you want to uh, jump into the conversation here. You look like you're, you're getting a little bored over there. Are we boring you? 
Well, uh, I was a little bit until I heard the word warehouse. <laughs> really? That was the word. We used a lot of really interesting s- smelting, uh, semaphore. We used a lot of really interesting words, but warehouse perked you up? Why, yeah, why warehouse perked me up. Why is that? Uh, well, uh, you might be able to um, uh, fill in some of the history uh, here for me, Owen. Um, but uh, we used to have a warehouse at Wizard Town, USA. It was they, one of our biggest attractions. They and, did. Uh, the, the warehouse was a big attraction. Yeah. Was well, it? you know, kids these days, after the whole Twilight thing, they're not into werewolves anymore. Okay. You got to move on. So what's better than a werewolf? Boy. A warehouse. Again, it's uh, you thinking of things a little more um, <laughs> like esoterically and metaphorically than literally here, but I, I understand the concept. Uh, why a warehouse at Wizard Town, uh, Destiny? Well, uh, is, it, is it dressed up to look like some part of the, the world or not? Uh, it was um, a very sloppy paint job at first. Um, it was Aquaman's home. Okay, so not from Wizard Towns. Did this place used to be a superhero park? Is that because you have the Batcave and the former Aquaman's den? Have you just sloppily painted over a superhero park and turned it into Wizard Town? You know, I uh, I can't speak to the intentions. Yeah, you weren't of there for that. The right? town. <laughs> But I do know that there's a group of us trying to work um, Aquaman into the Wizard Town cinematic universe. Okay. Um, really? And there is going to be a, a movie then, because you said cinematic universe. And that, uh, that really excites me. No, there's not going to be a movie. Oh, um, okay. You said cinematic no, universe. No, that's just a word. Cinematic can be used for anything. Right, sure. But you're just, you're, you, you must just like the warehouse the way it looks, and you're trying to incorporate it into the Wizard Town universe. I, uh, I love the warehouse. You know, the families love the warehouse. Um, wow. Well, I loved, I should say, the warehouse isn't there anymore, thanks to our friends over at Blaze. Look, oh, really? I know... Um, Oh, and you're just a senior line picker, but uh, maybe you know a little bit about what happened to our warehouse? Well, you know, the business of e-commerce is constantly expanding, and uh, the smelting factory warehouse can only hold so much. Mm. So the parent company decided that acquisitions needed to be made and resources need to be reallocated. I'm not in charge of that. I'm just a guy. Right, right. I'm just the guy in the warehouse, you know, and uh, I think I show that warehouse a lot of respect. It, it has a lot of uh, spirit, you know. Wow, wow. I, I think what's really interesting to me as I listen to you speak here is that, you know, I've heard, read a lot of articles about the way that employees are treated over at Blaze and the fact that they're on their feet for 15 hours a day and they don't get bathroom breaks. And it seems like uh, you're the lone exception. You seem like a guy who really enjoys his job. Do you get that sense that the people around you are miserable well i'm not sure if we have the mental wherewithal to really check in with each other you know i mean some of those fumes are really quite toxic and and, and the brain power that we have it needs to be used to fulfill the orders we can't waste precious brain cells thinking about our fellow man or woman or whoever because there's there's a kid out there who has ordered the new wizard town figure Right. And oh, he yeah, needs right. it, you I didn't know? think about that, that you're probably selling stuff that also is oh, available yeah. at the park. Yeah. Oh, totally. You name it. So we take got me pretty to, much Take everything. me through that. Let's say I have a little wish list on Blaze, and it does have a lot of Wizard Town paraphernalia in it, memorabilia. <laughs> if I were to place that order today and the semaphore came in and you were to pack it up, how do you pack up all uh, a bunch of stuff like that for a drone flight? What does that package look like when it drops on my doorstep? 
Well, the package itself, you know, going back to the reusable nature of galvanized metal mm -hmm. and the structural integrity of it is, uh, well, sometimes those samaflor, they get used and created into the package themselves. And we there spot weld it in. And then we signal another drone by flare. Okay. Who comes in. Again, with the maritime stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, he has a suction cup that he puts on the top of it and then takes off. You know, you might not ever see it again. <laughs> I might not. I have ordered a few things that have gotten lost in, in, in transit. Some of the things I have gotten also have had traces of what look to be heavy metals in them, like the toothpaste I ordered and stuff. So it well, seems like the yes. packaging might be getting mixed up with the product. It might be residual from the... Uh, from the Aquaman years of the warehouse, you know. How, had a, how, how so? How do you figure? We had a lot of uh, just consumer products. Um, Aquaman is just one of us. He brushes his teeth. So we had a lot of just like... Um, on display, just really normal products. Okay. And uh, some of those got left there when Blaze ultimately bought out the Aquaman warehouse. So it's, I, it's interesting to me, Destiny, because you started this interview and I started asking about Wizard Town. You seemed very disinterested, and you really only seem interested in this one corner of the park that used to be Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman space. Oh, can you blame him? I mean, I, everyone loves Aquaman, but I, I, I'm just wondering if you might be happier. You know. I don't know, maybe get a job at D.C. or work in the D.C. universe somehow. I am not interested in politics. Thank you, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Um, well, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about the, the interesting hobbies that you both have. Uh, I want to start with you, Destiny. You, uh, you have an amateur fight club in your garage on Tuesdays. Sure. How, how, how in the world does that work? It's made up of folks that uh that all, that do work at Iron Maiden. They all oh. they all work down at Iron Maiden. Okay, so you've remained in touch with them. I've remained in touch, you know. Mm -hmm. We uh we kind of were in the same um the same orientation group when uh, I ultimately did get the internship and oh, then they okay. went on to perform the internships while I oh. um ended so up th at the, Does that make you jealous that they're out there every night blasting kids eardrums? Uh, at Iron Maiden concerts and while you're walking around oh, the road? Oh, absolutely. That's why I just get them down to my garage on Tuesday nights and absolutely wail on them. Right, I see. So this is not like a social club so much as it is no, an outlet no. for your personal spite and rage. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I mean, you seem like a calm, well-adjusted person, so whatever you're doing, it seems to be working for you. I think so. And uh, and are they? Are you just fighting each one of them individually, or do you make them fight each other? Um, well, I actually uh, I make them all lay down, um, mm -hmm. and then I kind of just steamroll over them. Steamroll over them yourself with with your feet? Or? Yep. So they all lay down um, uh, in a row, or you know, side by side, yeah. um, in my garage. And um, I kind of lay down and then I roll over each one. Oh, that doesn't seem like a fight so much as just like a, like you line them all up evil Knievel style as though you're going to jump over them. And instead of jumping, you just lie down and roll over them slowly. That, that seems yeah, less, less violent than I expected. That's the gist. You know, we had to call it Fight Club though, or else people would ask questions. That's that's interesting to me. It's not quite as uh, sexy as I thought it was going to be, but it is interesting. Um, and you've in, uh, um, Owen, you've invented a Magic the Gathering deck of your own. I have. And it's got Coen Brothers movie characters in it. It is it almost exclusively references and characters from the various Coen Brothers movies. And I'm interested to know what your some of your favorite cards are that you, you created. Well, I have one card that I call... Well, it's not called. It's it's his name. It's a card, Anton Chigurh. Okay. It has a converted mana cost of five, two black, 
two red, one colorless. It is a legendary creature, and when it enters the battlefield, mm -hmm. any person who flips a coin and does not call it gets shot. Wow, wow. Listen, I didn't understand any of that, but it's the most lucid you've been in this interview. So I feel like you should chase that. You should chase whatever this magic, the gathering. You should make more decks. I think that's oh, a great I'm outlet. Oh, I'm turning them out left and right. I, I'm, you? What are you I'm working on a big Lebowski expansion now. Great. There great. is a uh, marmot involved. Okay. There's a called call. There's a card called Marmot. Uh huh. Yep. It is one white, one blue, a one-one creature mm -hmm. that it interrupts. Another attacking creature only if it is in a bath and has island walk. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I have I, another card called oh It Really Tied the Room Together. You're going to keep going. It's an enchantment that you can play on a creature that has the bowling type <laughs> that gives it plus one, plus one, and you can tap two to regenerate. <laughs> there is another card. It's an interrupt. Called uh, Don't Roll on Shabbos. And you, it's an instant cast that stops a spell cast by your enemy right in its place, but it only works on Sunday. Okay, I think. I, I think we're gonna. What do you got? What do you think, Destiny? About maybe um, him, him uh, Owen here, putting some of his Magic: The Gathering cards uh, at Wizard Town and see if he can sell them in the gift shop. Sure. Uh, I don't think we should put any limits on the uh, different Magic Cinematic Universes that were. Uh, or maybe even if we had a bit of a partnership, like uh, I'm thinking the Blaze Aquaman Warehouse. Blaze hyphen Aquaman. It does seem like there's a lot of synergy here between the Magical Universe, the Blaze Universe, the Magic the Gathering Universe, the DC Universe. There's a lot of magic and uh, just exciting what things happening sexual here. synergy. What, uh, <laughs> excuse me? You? Oh, please don't do that. Please, will you please button your robe? <laughs> You don't, uh, we don't. Uh, now, sure, Dean, sure, she's Dean. just being in okay. character. Uh, uh, okay, I, I'll button my robe. Uh, Air you, quotes. Thank you. Um, okay, well, I, I need to thank you both for everything. This has been a scintillating conversation. Uh, that's about all the time we have for uh, today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers! Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you, Dean. Dean. Of Unicow Media. Dean Ardenfell was played by Nathan Hartswick, Destiny Glunt was played by Maddie Hyams, and Oliver O'Dinkley was played by Noel Porter. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. For more great stuff, follow The Corporation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and check out thecorporationpod.com. <laughs>